You look just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since we woke up early for one Saturday morning. Now dad's reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we discover our totems would be moosins as we review Brother Bear. But before that, J.B., how are you and the fam doing? We're doing good. Uh, Way back a long time ago, uh, last March, uh, we decided to go down to visit my sister down in Texas, and she had this toy that my kids played on nonstop, like would not stop playing with this thing. And it was basically a mini roller coaster, a kid's mini roller coaster. And I've seen you've this. seen this. Yes. Okay. From you. You I think I think you mentioned it to me or something. I, yeah, yeah. I probably did. It's basically a little tiny hill. It's all plastic. Got a little tiny cart one person sits on, one little 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 tiny person sits on, and it goes down and gets a hill, then another hill, then out. And my kids went bananas for it. Like all the time playing on it. This entire time we were down there, even when it was cold and it was rain, they just wanted to play on this roller coaster. Caused a lot of fights, caused a lot of issues. It was great, as all good things do. Well, we had some leftover family money from Christmas for that was dedicated for the kids. Like somebody, hey, buy your kids some Christmas presents. And we were looking around, and my wife went on the good old Facebook Marketplace and saw someone was selling yes. one for like a quarter of the price, maybe even less than maybe twenty yes. percent of the price. So we're like, should we do this? It's not going to cost us anything. It's like the kids, like the money anyways, for, to buy them stuff. So we did that. And then day one, I get a, I get a movie from my wife and it's my daughter going down it, sitting sideways to look at the camera and wave going down it. And then it goes into our driveway <laughs> and then down the way. And she said they were on it for like over an hour, maybe two hours, just nonstop playing. Then ne- that later that day I come home and it's cold out. So I've shut the garage door working on something in there. And they are in there running up and down it just because the, the door's closed and they can't ride it. And they just have been playing on this thing nonstop. And it's so funny to me, Eddie. There are so many things we get our kids all the time. And you never have any idea which is that going to be that thing that the moment they get it, they're done with it in five minutes. Or what th- number two, right. they like it for a day or maybe a week, and then they're done with it, and it's at the bottom. But then there's some those things that just like, they love it all the way. The number, a cord. number one yeah. chord for us has been the trampoline. Number two, well, in there also, of course, is the Nintendo Switch that my son plays with nonstop. Uh, but then this thing, I was not expecting this thing to be like, we have to be on it even when it's like 20 degrees outside. They are just dying to play with it all the time. So my kids are in heaven right now. They're very excited about their roller coaster life now. And you're in heaven and enjoying it because it is occupying them oh. and exhausting energy. Oh, yes. All the time running yeah. up and down. These, these are and- the two things we look for in parenting is can how long can this occupy my children? Mm-hmm. 
and how much energy does it exhaust? Yeah. And it's self-sustaining. Well done. Like, like they, well can, done. they can just go to town and I don't have to facilitate now when we have our next child, I'm sure that like as they're getting older, you always have that stage, but the, my two kids right now are in that stage where they can occupy themselves on certain things. And this is that one. I'm just like parenting when thank you. Yeah. My, thank you. My wife for, for finding that. You're going to have to wait out for the moment when they try and put the baby in it. That's going to be a problem. And push the baby down. Yep. We're going to have to re we lose yeah. all of that. <laughs> we have a, a slide and it's a pretty tall slide tall slide and a couple of days ago they were like they put asa up there who's now like 16 months you know and they're like look daddy asa can go down this slide and it's like no by by some miracle nothing happened and he was totally fine but like you have that moment where everything's in slow-mo and you're like running towards who is it. the instigator for that no Oh, Eileen, she is so mischievous. Yeah, either. Yeah, we are. We all the time are terrified. She's either going to like accidentally poison herself or kill her brothers before the time they hit 18. Just no, in like, between. every day. That's our prayer. Like, Lord, help everybody survive and make it to the end of the day. So. Well, good for you. Good marketplace find. We're very excited. But enough about me, Eddie. I threw out a con- an idea for you that I'm excited to see where this goes. I wasn't sure what, like how it was going to play out, but I thought it was a funny enough concept that someone had come up with. I'd seen it on Instagram or something like that. And I threw it out to you as like, hey, let's try this on our podcast. Just let's see how it goes. And what I'm calling this is the Muppets remake. And so basically all of yeah. it, it stemmed from Disney remaking all of these classic Disney movies that we, that we all, that we all love. Um, Like Cinderella beauty and the beast. Now we're about to get the little mermaid and someone put on there. Like, it seems like a waste of time and IP to not at least to have them try to remake more classic of their, of their Disney movies as Muppets instead, which they are, which they did do with the haunted mansion recently. They did do that one. But I threw out the idea, well, what if we did that? What if we did, uh, chose one for each of us, and then you threw out there a couple extra categories in there. So we're going to do classic Disney movie, classic Disney ride, and classic literature. One apiece on each of these categories that we think this that it would behoove them to at least attempt to try to do one of these. Um, so, Eddie, anything yeah, and you we want threw, there? I threw out there the... I th- I threw out the classic literature one mainly because that's kind of two of my favorite Muppets have been yes. Christmas Carol and Treasure Island. So that's kind of the, the birthplace of that. And, you know, Disney's redoing everything of theirs now. So why not redo one of their classic movies uh, with that? Uh, do you want to uh, start us off here? Uh, should we begin with... Ride or Disney ride, Disney classic or classic literature? Where would you like to begin, my friend? Let's go literature because this is thing they've done in the past. Seems like a good place to start. My first thought, you know where my third first thought was for a classic piece of literature. Beowulf. That, that, yes. Beowulf. 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 For those who don't know, we <laughs> remade Beowulf in, in a strikingly 
to the to the core of it. Um, I don't even know what I'm trying to to the to the book to the to the heart of it. We this is how we made our own adaptation of it on film. We, we were faithful to the source material that's, to a T. That's the phrase I was but, looking for. Yeah, but have heavily influenced by Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy and a lot of a lot of other a lot of other things as well but i decided it's a pretty deep cut for people most people don't know that um uh, a couple of the ones i thought about i thought about pride and prejudice but the problem is is there are not a lot of female muppets if you just count them on your hand like good miss piggy is obviously one of the ogs she's one of the biggest if not the biggest other than Kermit, but there are just not a lot of good Muppet. There are not a lot of uh, existing Muppets to put into, into this. So I kind of stayed away from that one. I also thought about King Arthur. I thought that could be an interesting one, the round table, but then I'm like, okay, is Kermit Arthur and Miss Piggy Guinevere? But then that's kind of a weird storyline. Um, should he be uh, Lancelot instead? Like, just a lot of weird things happening there. If you've ever read any of the King Arthur stuff, which I read for two different book reports for two different English teachers, like back to back in years. So I even thought about Moby Dick, seeing about something in there. But in, in the end, the one I thought would be really good would be the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Hey. I think there's a lot of good things that we could do with that. There's so many different characters and people that they come across along the way. Um, Miss Piggy as the the ice queen would be amazing i think she would, would be, be would be fantastic yeah. perfect right there I, I did have some trouble with aslan i started thinking a lot about aslan i think i landed on fozzy bear potentially <laughs> but then when he gets slain in there and he comes back i don't know if it would totally work but that's kind of where i landed on my classic literature i think that's the one that i'd like to see them read see them do might be some problems like rights and stuff yeah. like that because Warner Brothers, I believe, have the rights for. Um, uh, no, no, no. It is Disney. They already have it too. So they, they it's right it's there. Disney. And it could be a remake of classic Disney yeah. movie. So two for one. Yeah. Um, no, I, that's where I thought you were going was like, hey, this is easy IP for them because they already is, yeah. own the, the film rights to it. Um, one of the things it, it, at, at the top here that I realized, and I think you hit on, is you've got to remember with the Muppets, you're dealing with an ensemble cast. You need material that's going to give you a good ensemble. Um, And so with that in mind, I was thinking through, and I'm a big uh, uh, Shakespeare nerd. Okay. Do we need to take a break? No, you're good. Sorry for anyone who can hear my okay. child screaming in the back. She just fell over right next to my door. <laughs> tis, tis the life. Uh, I'm, tis the life of being dads. Um, I'm a big Shakespeare fan. I've uh, enjoyed it in high school, but also all throughout college, I was an usher at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater. And so had the great joy of... So I thought... This would be fun. I could see, I want to see um, like a very Muppets version of Shakespeare. I think this could really get crazy and funny, especially a lot of just like the little different kind of um, scenarios that Shakespeare's famous for creating, particularly in his comedies. And so what I was thinking was much ado about nothing, which is Ooh. kind of a great ensemble where You've got 
all of these different things happening and you've got these multiple groups that are creating and splitting off. There's a little bit of romance mixed in there and a lot of just kind of zany comedy, probably his most well-known comedy in that. Um, so that's the one I was going for. I would, I'd like to see some Muppets do Shakespeare and I pick much ado about nothing to be, to be the first one, but I could see like a whole Disney plus series here. You know, the Muppets do Shakespeare, you know, this could work. This could really take off. And it would be very educational for kids. Now, granted, they'd grow up thinking that they had heard it before. And like, wait, yeah. wait, this isn't like <laughs> the Muppet version. Very similar, might I add, to my understanding of literature based off of that that PBS show where the dog would become Wishbone. Wishbone. A lot of my literature understanding came comes from Wishbone, and I have to re-unlearn a lot of it because it's not true. <laughs> But no, I like that. I like the series, the Disney Plus series. I think we should send uh, Bob Iger some ideas um, about that. We could. So I like that. Because, you know, they're going to, they're spending all this money on Disney Plus now. Oh, all this money. It's just Not. R- shoving all of it in there. For the next one, let's do classic Disney movie. Um, would you like to open us up on the classic Disney movie, which started this whole conversation? Yeah, again, continuing with my idea of like an ensemble is going to just kind of highlight them up as the best. I went for The Jungle Book, one of my absolute favorite Disney classics. And I think, again, you've just got this fun little kind of um, different like segments of characters in and out. Uh, Great music, which the Muppets are really good at doing some great musical numbers. And furthermore, um, like I think one of the main sticks of the Muppets is them interacting with actual human characters, which you could easily do with the Mowgli character right there in the center of it. So I would really like to see the Muppets redo the Jungle Book. I love this. And of course, you've got Fozzie Bear playing... Blue. Baloo. I like this. This actually Baloo. sends in. Sorry, this, I said blue. Baloo. This actually sends in really well because the thing I wrote down for my for this is interesting doing all of these. I'm like, oh, there's actually some rules to this and stuff. I actually wrote down that you it is really heavily bent on human characters, not animals, but I like what you did because yours is an eclectic arrangement of animals which works well i mm-hmm. initially want to do something like the lion king but it's all mostly lions and there's a couple there's like timon and pumbaa and stuff like that but it's really hard to take fozzy bear or like fozzy bear and kermit and miss piggy and throw it into lion king that's just kind of weird so the one that i went with um that i really wanted to see happen uh that does kind of own up more to this is beauty and the beast um, hey, yeah, that's a good one. And I thought about this. Who who, who would you make your human character? So I think that um, Belle would have to be human. We'd have to go with a human Belle for that. I think it would be funny if played straight, just like Michael Caine does in uh, uh, Christmas Story, if Beast was played by Animal and he was just crazy the entire time and she's somehow fallen in love with the Beast and you have no idea how. It's just not, he has no manners, no whatever. They have to dress him up in a whole tuxedo and everything like that. I think that'd be funny. Um, the problem is, and because w- I went through and I was just like, we can't make, if we make Miss Piggy Bell, then Kermit has to be the beast and there's no way he can play the beast. Maybe Animal turns into Kermit at the end. I don't know. 
but you could have the two grumpy old hecklers and they're actually heckling Maurice in town. Like there's some good things that, that could go with that. But so that was my suggestion is I want to see them try Beauty and the Beast. Um, I think there's a, there's so many different characters, Lumiere, all of the different people inside of the, the, the house. There's so many options inside of it. So I, I got to give an honorable mention in this category. Uh, my lovely wife, Sarah, threw out one that I thought was just like, oh, this is this is such a great idea. She said to do Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Great Snow idea. White is human. All the dwarfs. And then Miss Piggy is the evil queen. Love it. Sarah, that's a great that's idea. That's great, isn't it? I wish she I could come so on. Well. She could come I on to give so that well. pitch herself, but you know what? You did it well. So <laughs> it's great. All right. We've arrived to the final. So classic Disney ride. So I'll just jump in. At first, I thought, because one of my favorites is Pirates of the Caribbean, but that felt a little too close to Muppet Treasure Island. We've already gone down the, the whole pirate route. Need to try something else. Valid. Uh, there's one other one that I thought about, but that my wife told me about, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that one because I have a feeling you might take it. So the one I went with, there's no rationale for this whatsoever, and it's completely open, wide open, no storyline. They can do whatever they want with it, and it's Space Mountain. I just want to see what they would do with Space Mountain. No idea what storyline they'd come up with, what all the twists and turns are. Maybe the whole thing is just the Muppets go on on Space Mountain. I would love to see this the the Muppets go on Space Mountain. <laughs> but so for me, that's my that's the one I chose because it's my favorite ride at Disneyland. I love that. And you saying that all I want now is like a '90s style travel video. Yes. Like a, a a Disney promo video in a, of just in a pink Muppets VHS in a pink doing... VHS tape that I rewind yes. and watch over and over Where again. You gotta like you gotta like peel open the plastic that has just such a sweet polyurethane smell to it. It's just <laughs> mm, it's beautiful. Um, I want that now. I want to see the Muppets ride Space Mountain. Uh, you, you probably, yeah, you guessed probably what mine was. And it seems so obvious and perfect. But the Muppets and the Jungle Cruise. Of course. Like, it's just like a match made in heaven. Why is this not already happened? jokes, fun locale. Exactly. Honestly, I finished watching Muppets, The Haunted Mansion, and was like, if there's not already a script for the Jungle Cruise, mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing with their lives. Because, I mean, love it or hate it, it's still a great concept of the Muppets just chipping through all these different Disney things. Because you know eventually they're they're going to recoup whatever they make, you know, it costs to make these things. But eventually the Muppets are going to stumble on something that is just going to be gold and make Disney tons of money. And I think it would be the Jungle Cruise. That would be my guess, especially your deep cut Disney fans. Um, And I mean, Jungle Cruise is my favorite ride. Every time we go, we have to ride it. Um, And yeah, just to see them. I mean, you could have anything from just like the, the humans are the ones on the boat. And Fozzie Bear is your is your skipper. And then as they pass all the different scenes on the river, you can just redo all of those with all of the Muppets and create quite a lot of, you know, fun little storyline there. Um, but that that was my pick. Uh, the Jungle Cruise to see the Muppets. Hopefully Disney is listening to us because I think 
these would be fantastic ideas, far better than um, some of the more recent additions to Disney Plus, <clears throat> National Treasure. <clears throat> um, Not a fan of Eddie? Not a fan of I that? People would actually sit down and watch these. I couldn't even get through the intros of it. It's <laughs> it's it's too much. It's too much. That's awesome. Well, thanks for bearing with us, everybody, because we know this is not Muppets on roller coasters was not what you signed up for today. That's not what you were looking for. But hopefully, you had fun with us on our little uh, experiment here, uh, pitching ideas to Bob Iger as he tries to save the company. Um, but what you really came for is one of the iconic. Always talked about Disney movies whenever I hear people talking about classic films. This is the one. This is the first one just rolling off people's lips every time. And it is the iconic animated film, Brother Bear. Cue the Disney sound effect. Just want to say, Eddie, counting this movie, we got... after this movie, we've got 20 movies left. We have 20 movies left. Oh, really? Yep. We're we're in this we're in the final final. This is 21. Counting this movie, it's 21. So we've got 21 more more of these to do on this on this thing. And we gotta start figuring out what we're gonna do on our next one. What are then the rest of our podcast? We're not just gonna end the podcast. We gotta do something else next. We gotta start talking about that. Maybe we'll ask our listeners I, who I, love I've to, got some ideas. We gotta ask our listeners who love to answer poll questions. So Right. I was going to say the Muppets, if we had listener feedback, that would have been a great one to have people write in and tell us those. But alas, we, should, we, 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 we will continue. So IMDb, the IMDb description for this movie. Let's see how it goes. When a young Inuit hunter needlessly kills a bear, he is magically changed into a bear himself as punishment with a talkative cub being his only guide to changing back. That was colorful. It was great. I I liked that. I thought it gave a good picture of the entire thing without giving it all away. I enjoyed that. Well done. No, it's and and, and while being descriptive, descriptive, while being descriptive with it all, didn't put actors' names in. Um, it was great. Disney Plus says a boy transformed into a bear makes an epic journey to become human again. I like this one better. It's a little more, a little more colorful, a little more pizzazz yeah, to it. Very much so. Just like you, Eddie. <laughs> the Disney Plus description of what I would have said. The IMDb is what you would have said. So, uh, do you remember seeing this movie when it came out? No, me either. I barely. I have a memory of starting it and actually seeing. Some of it, I do not know if I actually watched the whole thing or not. And I for sure remembered nothing from the actual movie. Nothing. How about you? You had seen this recently, whether or not, whether on purpose or not. Um, No, we hadn't seen it at at all. Um, Honestly, my first introduction was they, (laughs) and you're going to make fun of me because I always bring up soundtracks so here i go here again go. um i had i had heard a piece of music from this used at like a live show at animal kingdom and i'm like that's really cool i've never heard that piece of disney music before uh was that like written special for the show no it's kind of a compilation what is this and so like i tracked it and i'm like oh that's from brother bear that's interesting 
And we had seen one other Brother Bear reference at something um, at like one of the resorts or something. And I was like, you know what, Sarah? I have never seen Brother Bear. That it just totally escaped me. Didn't seem interesting at the time that it came out. We're in high school by then. So, you know, animated films are waning a bit for us. Um, So we sat down and watched this for the first time three years ago to yeah maybe three years ago um and i went into it with really low low expectations right so let's set that scene um this is from the many would say this is the first of the waning films of disney you know especially when you get into some of these next ones that we're about to um trudge through um, people would say this is kind of the beginning of of the of the quote unquote in there, and so I had always heard kind of negative things. What's this? What's that? Da 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 da. And so I had really low expectations, but I was like, man, I want to see this, and I was pleasantly surprised with this. I I enjoyed this more than I thought I would, and I think it kind of helped me enjoy it even more. So does that make sense? Oh, I would love to see you expand upon that like what what exactly drew you in what was it the yeah just like expand upon that what what was happening for you as you were watching this well i think it's an in, i think it's a fun story i think it's an interesting story it's definitely deep uh of you know what is l- like true love sacrificial love um and understanding you know where other people are coming through coming from and their actions in that um, you know, it's interesting. You've got a, a brother's story at the heart of it, which I think is kind of special and unique in that. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't say that the music is my favorite. Um, I, I, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, the same team strong from words. strong words. Uh, it's a harsh criticism. It's the me. same team from. Well, it's the exact same team from uh, Tarzan. It's Phil Collins and Mark Mancina. Um, yes. So it's hard to be in the same. Uh, you, you immediately are going to compare this in my mind. I'm going to immediately compare this to Tarzan and nothing comes close to that. But there's some catchy tunes. There's some fun little moments. There's some like it's obviously some Phil Collins, just high percussion kind of uh bouncy little tunes through it all um I, I i just enjoy there is nothing that i enjoy more than sitting and listening to somebody tell a story does that make sense like yeah. the the ability of one person to hold a group of people's attention for however amount of time and and just with their own words and and gesticulations, keeping everybody captive. I love that, and I think that is one of the traditions of of Native American tribes that is is fun and interesting to me. And I feel like this movie does a really good job of of reaching and, and trying to capture that sentiment in film. Does that make sense? Yes. It it also. I, I like the setting, um, you know, the whole kind of little more Pacific Northwest Canadian Rockies. 
Is this, I th- want to say this is the only Disney animated film set in Canada. I was having a hard time figuring out exactly where it was. Well, the two moose give, give it away. They could have like migrated from somewhere else. It could have been like Alaska for all we know. I, I think you're right. You're right though. Like that's most likely where they came from. There, there was something, I can't remember what they talked about. There was something they talked about that made it sound like, oh, this has like been a long time ago. Like a really long, this isn't yeah. like a, oh, in the turn of the, it felt like, like centuries. Not, I don't know if that's the right, the right terminology, like, but. It was like deep in the legends. Yes, exactly. Of, of, of this tribe. Yeah. Exactly. Wasn't expecting Joaquin Phoenix to be in this. I've lo- it took me a little bit right? to recognize him. I was like, wait, I think that's uh, Joaquin, that's Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh, Kino's uh, voice. We had something funny happen when we turned this on. It was in four by three where it had the bars on the sides. And then it also had the bars on the top where it was cutting it out for widescreen. So it was like a square in the middle of our screen. And I was like, I've never seen any Disney movie do this. So we had to go to my TV settings and make it fill the screen. And then at the end, the credits went back to four, went back to widescreen. So then we had to redo, undo it. It was weird. I didn't really know what was happening. Truthfully. Oh, so funny. You said Phil Collins, uh, the opening. I don't know if it was the opening song or one of the early songs. There was a woman singing and I thought, is this a female Phil Collins song right now? Like going on right here? Yes. And then he has songs multiple, I think, later on. It's just like, yes, this is uh fem- this is uh Phil Collins. And he had someone else sing that opening stuff, but it sounded just like him. Eddie, I had a hard time with this one. I don't know what it was. I'm still I'm still a little miffed on what it was, but I you would think that a movie about sacrifice and multiple deaths happening and people um, being sacrificed. Maybe it's because I hate all animals. That's probably it. Probably that I don't. I hate as you've as you've called out that I'm an am- that animal is true. hater. But yes, I had a real difficult time staying engaged with this one. And if I hadn't been watching this on the TV and I'd had this on my phone, I would have been skipping this like a lot more. I don't know what it was. Oh. Even <clears throat> even the side characters. I was waiting for a side character to really like get me. Like the Canadian Rutten took the Canadian uh Moosen. But really the only ones that I kind of liked were the Rams. They were just like, no, you shut up. No, yeah. you shut up and just shouting and getting the re- reverb back. I don't know what it was. Like Did you stay for the credits? Did you watch the credits? Yeah, I stayed for that. Or and did even you turn that, them off? no, because actually that was the one where my wife was like, Hey, I think there's some moose in the credits that do something funny. And we did that. And I just never, I just never really loved it. I didn't really connect with any of the characters in this. I was kind of annoyed by Kenai from the very beginning. Anytime there's a character that just like does all the wrong things over and over and over again, and then it gets a his buddy, his brother killed. Spoiler alert. Um, and then his other brothers out to get him the whole time. Like there was something missing for me, and I, I, I honestly, I wish I had a better. Exa- I, better example or um something for you here there was something that just wasn't i wasn't motivated by this storyline and i i'm still having a hard time putting it into words what it was but i tuned out pretty quickly and then it was just hard i was just like i i did it for the podcast i watched it to the end for you especially because you kind of <laughs> hinted you'd hinted to me like i think you're going to be surprised by my by my take on this the animation was really beautiful it really comes down to one, there wasn't, I mean, 
the guy is being hunted by his brother most of the time. So there really isn't necessarily a bad guy in this. It's kind of he's his own enemy in 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 throughout this. Coda's kind of annoying, and I kind of agree that like, hey, yeah, you don't want to really hang out with this kid anymore. I don't want to be with this kid anymore. Um, I don't know what it was, man. No, I, I had a hard time. Can you can you try to hypothesize? You as me, since we have ESPN, what do you think it was? <laughs> no, I, I I'm there with you. I'm I'm not saying that like this is not going to make like a, a top ten Disney list for me. Um, I I tried to kind of caveat in the way of like I enjoy this movie. Uh, I was very surprised by it. Uh, I've watched it a couple times over the past few years. My kids really like it. I will watch it again. Um, but I would say here are my complaints with this. Um, the pacing is weird in this movie. Yes. There's just there's just these moments where it really drags. It really drags. Then I would also agree wholeheartedly with your assessment that there's not a strong enough villain in this. Or force like or, you or sympathize. Evil or yeah. You sympathize with both. Right. Of them. And so you sympathize you overly you it's okay to sympathize with the villain. Like you have to kind of ide- uh, understand their motives to a certain degree. But this, you're just like, I don't know which one I want to root for here. Like it's just so evenly spread um, that the tension isn't high enough. So you don't have the rewards, you know. Um, for example, the the the, the moose, Rut and Took. These should be some of the best comic relief side characters Disney's ever come up with, right? Like whoever had the 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 forethought to put Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas together as <laughs> Canadian Moose. This is brilliant. This is so so brilliant. And they've got great lines, one of which is oh, we'll get to it. Um but they're not a comic relief because you don't need relief from anything. The tensions aren't That's high a great enough. Line. And so when it so when it comes around to it it's just like, "Oh, okay, that's humorous." But it's never like funny because part of the reason why that 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 humorous it, that that those side characters get so funny, you get a little laugh at it is cuz it's releasing some pressure for you. It's releasing some of that tension. And none of that was ever really built up. For me, this is a very um, just kind of genteel, peaceful movie. It is. That middle segment. That middle segment where you've got the Phil Collins song playing. They're on the, uh, the, the mammoths, you know, kind of a little bit of a road trip sequence. Like that's just kind of, yeah, genteel and, and peaceful and like, oh, this is nice or whatever. But you never feel tension it's never like even the ending where you've got them all uh kind of on the mountaintop and is the the one brother gonna kill uh kenai and oh no now coda's there is is sitka gonna fly in and all of these different things it's like um i don't feel tension here because i i know how it's gonna play out and it's just going to play out that way. Like, I, I have no um, doubt it's just going to go the predictable route. Does that make sense there at the end? Like, even that little tension at the end? As good of an action sequence as it is. Eddie, I watched it a day ago, and I already forgot what happened. 
<laughs> I couldn't. I was sitting there going, what happened? Like, what was the, I know that he turns into a human and then randomly they're like, no, actually I want to stay a bear. Okay. Great idea. That's weird. Uh, going back to the bear, going back to becoming a bear. And I was just like, what is, what's going on? And I forgot what the actual, what was the fight again? I know he fought his brother kind of, I just, it just was forgettable. It just wasn't, um, maybe because it wasn't unique or didn't have, I think you hit it on the head though, the, the tension. I just went and saw Puss in Boots with my son yesterday and it was awesome. Mostly because I had no expectations. I've heard this is really good. Really good. It's, and it's all hedges on the fact that You've got this wolf that's after him and it's, and he's so sinister and so intense that you're like, oh, if he fights him again, he's going to die. Uh, and I think that's just hanging over his head the entire time. This, you don't really get that. Like, there's no sense of urgency. No one's really in a hurry to get anywhere. You're lazily on riding moose to the next place. Um, I did like one of the bears when they finally get to all the bears and it's the, lady, the old lady saying, if only Edward were here, Ed, Edgar were here. And in the background, you're like, I'm right here, woman. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. <laughs> like that kind, of, <laughs> that kind of energy. Um, yeah, I, that's, that's why I just, it, this never hooked me. The storyline never hooked me and the, the stakes never hooked me. And it just, it felt like, it, like a simple, like too, too simple of, of, a, of a story. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, we could say it over and over. It needed more tension. I think that's what would have created it, which is interesting because you would think like we have two deaths right off the start. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got kind of your your classic transformation from human to animal. Um, like, OK, this should do that. But it doesn't. It doesn't because none of the deaths are are at the hands of a villain like you're not creating tension with those you're creating more of just like sympathy so think about this do, do are you i'm gonna call you on the mat right now do you like brave from pixar yes but i wouldn't say that it is one of my favorite. favorite that's pixar okay that's movies. okay but you like it you like it as a or the, no. the 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 he- the heritage carries a lot there. I, I do find some fault with a little bit of the story. Yes, it's not a perfect film. What I like about that, because it's the same idea, concept sure. of transformation, to transformation a bear. <laughs> into a bear. The thing that really, I think really works, one of which is you don't want, like when, when, when she goes into bear mode as a mom, like the mom, when she goes into bear mode and now she's dangerous to her own daughter and might not come back out of it. That is always hanging over her, even though there's the idea of like, Oh, maybe her, her husband might kill it. Like we know that the husband isn't going to kill her and all, and all the, and the, the other, other people in the clan and stuff like that. They're not going to actually hurt her. But what that level of like the, the tension between them, which is their opponent throughout the entire way. And then just that sense of like, Oh, she's kind of staying a bear sometimes. And, it's getting more dangerous for her to be around her and oh no, it's being longer and, and, and she's going to be stuck there. That's what helps drive that story even more where this one, it's like, okay, he's a bear now. I guess he's got to get to this rock mountain place. This doesn't really matter when he gets there or whatever. Oh, his brother kind of coming after him, but this is a Disney movie. They, his brother's not going to kill him. And it's just like, you just lose that. When you lose that, you don't have something driving this story. So 
I still think at its core, it's a beautiful story of learning what sacrificial love really looks like. I think it's a beautiful story of, um, you know, the the hubris of youth yep. learning the wisdom of experience. Um, and And yeah, it's a sweet moment at the end when he chooses, no, this little bear needs a brother. I, I need to stay a bear. Um, it, 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 it has, it has a lot of potential. I think if, if it would just tweak it around or whatever. Um, and again, some really great little funny moments with the, the moose. I think they were, they, they, what were some funny things? I wish liked about they could have get, I, I, you know, I, I love the sequence where they're riding on the mastodons and they're, He's guessing the different things. It's like something green. (laughs) It's a tree. It's a tree. Something tall. It's a tree. Something with bark. It's a tree. Like that whole thing that it kind of played out. Then the the joking about like driving the mammoths and stuff like that. Um, And then at the very, like their last little sequence was probably my favorite where they're kind of bickering and fighting over, um, you know, he drove the mammoth wrong or whatever. And, uh, and uh, he goes, well, you know, you know, it wasn't my fault. I didn't put that mountain there or, or <laughs> something like that. That was really funny. And then the very last line that's a little bit of a throwaway line. And you, you have to listen carefully. But as they're walking away, one of them says, hey, you know what this calls for? A pile of delicious barley and amber wheat on a bed of malted hops. Does anybody know what those three things together make? Beer. Beer. So I just thought that was really funny to me. Like how clever of a thing is that to kind of like work that out and put that in there, especially, you know, you've got two Canadians or or whatever. I just thought that was really funny. A pile of delicious barley and amber wheat on a bed of malted hops. I remember now, Eddie, what made me think that this was super dated and ancient. The woolly mammoths. That's the piece of it that I'm like, oh, that's what the thing was that reminded me that, oh, this is not a recent story. This is like an ancient foretelling story of like something that happened way, way back when. So Wikipedia, Wikipedia says this is set in a post ice age, Alaska. Okay. So not Canada, so not Canada. Alaska, I had it, but granted it's close to Canada, yeah. but anyways, so Eddie, so I was even more appropriate in um, having tea out of my Alaska mug as we do this. So, I, I do have to say, let me just throw this in here at the end before we go to ratings. Um, this film cost $46 million to make. Not much it at all. It grossed 200, not much. It grossed $250 million. Wow. Like, that's a pretty good return. I would Five not X. call that's this. Um, um, the other thing is, I think we, uh, Disney movie fans, we throw around the term like, underrated Disney movie quite a lot. Um, Way too much. Especially when you're talking about movies like Emperor's New Groove or maybe even um, um, Atlantis or or Treasure Planet. Those are all really popular, right? Like, there's those aren't underrated. There's enough people who absolutely love. I think that the the Meaning of an underrated movie is one that is like, it's better than what you remembered it to be, right? 
And it's, but it may not be one that you go back to all the time, all the time. So with that little explanation, if my definition makes sense whatsoever, I would say for me, like, this would be an underrated Disney movie for me. It's better than I would have imagined it to be or remembered it to be. I enjoy it. I will go back. I think it's fun characters. I'd like to see them maybe used in other ways, especially in the parks here and there. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I was like, this this was a, a, a moderate success for Disney, even though it's not remembered well. Um, and I would give this... Uh, uh, this is a better definition of an underrated Disney movie than something that everybody has T-shirts and socks and tons of merchandise over. So what are you rating it? <laughs> I, I belabored this. I think I'm going to give it a 3.5. Wow. 3.5. Did you think I was going higher? Or did, did you think I was going lower? I thought you were going to be lower. I thought you were going to be like, hey, it was underrated, but still... On the lower end of things, like there's a lot of movies. I was wavering like three, three point five. Okay, because I might adjust. Let me go. Let me say three. Let me say three. I was kind of on the line there. Jury says we'll give it three, mostly because I don't want you to be disappointed down the road when we come back and look at all of our ratings and um make fun of each other for it. I will probably make fun of you for this one because I have zero desire to watch this again. No, there's not a single part of me that wants to watch this. If this is turned on, I will actively do other things. So I'm going to go with a hard one on this for me because I just, I'm good. Done it. Seen it. I can listen to when I for, inevitably forget about this film. I will come back here. If someone ever, if ever, ever wants to say, Hey, how, what'd you think about brother bear? I was like, can you just go listen to my podcast? Cause I don't want to go back and revisit <laughs> this film. So sorry, <laughs> Phil Collins, female Phil Collins and Joaquin Phoenix and the woolly mammoths. I'm going to stick with other things from now on. And with that, your life has been forever changed by another episode of honey. We made a Disney podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcast. And while you're there, Uh, Help us out. Give us uh, a five-star review and share it with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com where you can see our full movie list as we continue to go through all of Disney's movies from 1988 to 2005, including next week as we review The Haunted Mansion. Thank you for listening. And remember, never try to milk a caribou. (laughs) 